And a very good evening, ladies and gentlemen, Palace fans throughout the world. Welcome along to another edition of the Red and Blue Review with me, Ian Noble, hosting uh, this evening in the hot seat after that uh, stalemate yesterday at Selhurst Park. Um, If you're new around here, then please like our Facebook page, uh, follow us on Instagram and uh, X or Twitter or whatever it's called. And do subscribe, please, to our YouTube channel, especially if you're watching on YouTube. People joining us in the chat already, that's really great to see you. And uh, do put your comments in there throughout the show, and we'll uh, hopefully involve you as, as best we can. So joining me on the show tonight, um, sadly, um, Joe Holyoke failed the fitness test this evening, um, but we do have uh, Mr. Tim Richards with us. Good evening, Tim. How are you? Good, thank you, Ian. Nice to see everyone. Good. And you were sitting in front of me yesterday, so uh, I know you've seen the game because you watched it with me. So that's all good. So we're we're covered there. So that's something. And and uh, coming off the bench today is uh, Mr. Greg Ellis. Hello, Greg. Nice to see you, mate. How you doing, Ian? Nice to see you all. <laughs> I'm I'm doing all right, thanks. Hamstrings a bit sore. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Well, we better take care of that one. So uh, there we go. And and lastly, but by no means least, it's really lovely to have Lindsay uh, Simpson from the Palace DSA back. Good evening, Lindsay. How are you? Good evening, Ian. Hello, guys. How are you? Right? Yeah, all good. So it's good to have you with us, Lindsay. And we're going to be hearing about the DSA a little bit later on in the show. So uh, with more injuries than the Mayday Hospital, uh, it, it has been a tough watch yesterday wasn't it for everyone um a patched up palace side had to dig deep against a well-organized nottingham forest to earn a share of the spoils at selhurst park um only manchester city and arsenal have conceded uh, fewer goals than palace's seven this season in eight premier league uh, games so there's a uh, reason to be optimistic there of course and Sam Johnston, Super Sam Johnson, has kept more clean sheets for than any other Premier League goalkeeper this season. And he's kept three consecutive clean sheets for the very first time in his career. Um, yesterday, of course, was uh, the No Room for Racism Day. Um, it starts the beginning of Premier League's uh, uh, No Room for Racism campaign, which covers all top flight matches Um, from uh, yesterday through to the 23rd of October. And these matches offer an opportunity for clubs to reiterate the ongoing commitment to tackling discrimination and promoting equality, diversity and inclusion across all areas of the game, something we can all buy into, I'm sure. And yesterday um, was a sad day in many ways, as um, before the game, we had a minute's applause um, for a young lady who sadly lost her life in Croydon the other week. Um, up at Old Trafford um, the week before, the players wore black, black armbands uh, following the absolutely devastating and tragic news that Eliane Ad- Ad- Andam was killed in Croydon last week. The heartbreak of her family and friends is unimaginable. Our deepest condolences to them and to everyone in our community. Um, who had been affected by this senseless attack. To honour the young lady and with the agreement of her family, uh, Palace held a minute's applause. And there you can see the Palace players in the middle of the pitch um, applauding before yesterday's game. Truly sad. And of course, we had our own condolences from everyone at the Red and Blue Review to her family and friends. Um, So, um, yesterday, of course, um, and there's the Homesdale Fanatics, um, they, they, they've had two, two, two messages. Um, that was during the bottom one, I think, was during the minutes of applause. And then um, the other one was later in the game. I think I've got that around the right way. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. But um, it was good to see the Homesdale Fanatics do what they did, did, what they did yesterday. It's really good. Um, yesterday, of course, also marked the um, 400th Premier League game in charge for Roy Hodgson. Quite a landmark. Apparently, he's only the eighth person to achieve this. And of course, uh, he had many more games in charge of other teams in Europe and on the international stage as well. So a great landmark for him. 
And he was also Nathaniel Klein's 200th appearance in a red and blue shirt during his two spells at Selhurst Park. So, um, yeah, it was also a special day for someone else, wasn't it, Lindsay? Someone you you know quite well. So tell us a lot about little Chloe and her special day. Yeah, little Chloe, Chloe Dorans. So Chloe was a mascot yesterday. Um, bless her, it's her birthday next next week. She's going to be seven. I was really disappointed for her because she is a huge SA fan. Um, but yeah, she ended up walking out onto the pitch with Joa. So I think her mum was happy about that one. <laughs> but yeah, bless her. I, I I think she had an amazing day. So hopefully she'll watch this. And you're a great Chloe. Bless her. Excellent. And uh, yeah, and, and uh, Chloe's not the first mascot we've featured on this show this season. So if anyone else has got any mascots coming up and they want to be involved, then tell us and we'll give them a shout out on the show the following day. So uh, let's hopefully she, 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 she's uh, going to remember that day for a long, long time to come, despite the uh, the result, of course. So, um, yeah, we've got a bit of an injury crisis. We'll come to that a little bit later on. We'll talk about the injuries and everything else. Uh, of course, the game itself. Let's start there. Let's talk about the game. Tim Richards, you were there with me. This is the lineup. So the word changes, of course. So Sam Johnson in goal. Um, Klein came in to take Ward's place at right back. Gahey and Anderson and Mitchell. So there's a familiar feel to the back four. Um, no check to Corey. Uh, Riedevel took his place. Uh, Hughes, I thought we had a great game. I'm sure you'll talk about that, Tim. Um, Ayu, Schlopp. Edward returning, um, whether he was fully fit or not, we will never know. And Mateta up top. So, Tim, uh, over to you. Let's talk about the game uh, yesterday. Uh, initial thoughts, and then others will come in as as we chat it through. So, thanks, Ian. Um, yeah, it was an odd one. I think last week I used the form analogy mission impossible. Uh, I think I couldn't make my mind up. Walking to the ground yesterday, looking at the starting eleven of should it be apocalypse now or hurry the nurse? Tim, I'm going to stop you there, Tim, because you, yeah. you, there is a terrible echo on the line. Have you got another device on at all? How's that? I think that's going to be yeah. better. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh. Okay. Hold on. So yeah. Okay. So walking to the game, looking at the team. You might need to drop out. We did this with Jim the other week, and he, when he came back, he was, he was okay again, wasn't he? So, uh, so yeah. Um, so I, I made some notes on the game. Um, the first thing I'd say is that they, they turned us around. I hate that when that happens, don't, don't you? When, when the, the, the opposition win the toss, they turn us around, and we end up uh, attacking the Homestead end of the first half. Um, what are your thoughts on that, Lindsay? Does it bother you? I hate um I hate it obviously when we when we um when we're up the home cell end for first. Yeah. I don't like yeah. it. It really does bother me. I'm just like, oh god. Yeah. It really deflates me. Yeah, I, I, I don't know whether it affects the players at all in any sense. Um, Greg, any thoughts on that initial um I, Yeah, I was, I was just thinking how long yeah, you know, crikey! How long has that really been a thing? It's been a long time, isn't it? That you know you're you're attacking the the Homesdale in the second half. Yeah, to be honest, I've grown so used to it. I yeah, that you know it is abnormal to to be on the White Horse Lane on, in the second half. Um, that, that does hark back to my early days of going in you know late 80s, early 90s. I'm, I'm sure that it's always been that way. I'd it, I'd love to know. There must be someone in the chat um, who who would would know when that started or why that's a thing but yeah i i reckon most palace fans are, are, are probably yeah it's it's yes yeah, it's, it's odd isn't it when that happens and especially because you know the, the the forest fans are up the other end i know they're not behind the goal um but they're up the other end so you'd think that they'd want to be attacking the end in the second half where their their fans are um but but i think they just do it because they know it annoys us um, and I think we've done it as well to, to teams. Someone said uh, they thought Forrest did that to us last season. Of course, it was the last game of the season um, last year. So maybe um, that's, a, that's a trait with Nottingham Forest. But the other thing is we, we haven't beaten Forrest at Sellers, um apparently, since 2003. 
which um, which which was which is some time, of course. And we drew last season. And of course, we drew again this season. Um, I think you know, in terms of the game itself, Forrest had the early chances. Um, Tim's back with us. Um, do you want to test your t- sound again, Tim? Um, is it any better? Is that any better? Keep talking. Hello, hello. Testing one, two, three. Uh, we're, we're past testing. Just talk to us about the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Um, Basically, very unadventurous. Um, there were a lot of injuries, as we've spoken about, but you still hope that we could be a bit more adventurous at home, um, not just pass the ball backwards. There weren't many highlights in the second half, in the first half. Um, obviously, Schlock going off in 20 minutes brought uh, Ragsaki on. I was a bit surprised by that, but he was a breath of fresh air. I think it's probably the first time, really, that I've seen him and actually thought, yeah, he has got what it takes. I thought he had a great game yesterday. Not only did he um, start giving us something going forward, but he also did the dirty stuff. He also did the dropping back and helping yeah. me out. So it was, you know, I think we were lucky to go in at half time um, level. Sam made a couple of great saves. We didn't really produce very much. It was just constant backwards and forwards, very stable at the back, but nothing going forward. And yeah, you'd hope there are a lot of injuries, obviously, we know that. Um, but there seems to be very little clue on what to do going forward. Um, as I said, that was basically it for the first half. Very little. Uh, and I think we were lucky to go in level. OK, thanks, Tim. Um, we've still got the echo. Someone said, I think Tim's hamstring has gone. So, uh, yeah, I, I think stay with us. Um, but I, I'm just going to come in and talk about some of the other things that happened in the first half, if I may. So Forrest had early chances. Um, there was a 30-yarder. There wasn't that Sam Johnson saved. Um, Gibbs White hit the post. Um, I think unusually Mark Gay, he had lost the flight of the ball with that one. And he went over his head and... And uh, Gibbs White just caught it on the volley or half volley, and he hit the post. And we're all, all holding our collective breath. I mean, if you're behind the white was if you're behind the white was goal, you would have been just uh, beside yourself at, at that point. Um, and I think on 25 minutes it was when Schluck got injured. And you know, my initial reaction, I think I said to you, Tim, well, at least um, Schluck isn't one of the players that we're going to miss the most, or something like that. But um, yeah, uh, I heard that Roy Roy said in his post-match press conference, I think, that De Kure was injured in the last few minutes of the final training session. And then Schlupp gets injured 25 minutes into the game. Um, we're going to come on to talk more about this a little bit later on, but that's not good. And Roy said we were careful in training. You know, it's not like we pushed them. We didn't push them. We were careful. Um, and yet you've, you've already said J- J- Raksaki comes on and he, he, he did make us look more effective, didn't he? I mean... Greg, you've you've watched it back on TV. Um, your, your thoughts about Raksaki in particular, please. Yeah, I think early early doors when he first come on, he, he was a bit nervous on the ball. I think you know playing playing back a few times, but I mean it's, it's pretty understandable given the the circumstances. You know, if you think about it, what must be running through his mind? You know, he's like, right, I've got you know the best part of seventy minutes now. This is you know this isn't seven minutes at the end of a of a match. Yeah. This is this is the you know the lion's share of a game. So you know you can forgive him for that. But you know he, he grew into the game and his confidence is growing. And you know it is a it's a big testament to these players to make the bench. You know and I know a lot of the players they make the bench and they might n- never sort of really ever step up and they do get those yeah. seven minute cameos. But you know. He must. That's his chance, you know. I, th- I think he took it. You know, he um, he, he was he was bright on the ball. You know, he, like I said, he grew grew into the game. You know, he, he definitely. Um, you know, he got he got got to the the the, the byline, and I think he turned he turned their left back, didn't he, and, and got the ball over. So, you know, there's. <sighs> I'm always really careful when I talk about these young players because I don't want to. I don't feel like it's our place to heap the pressure on them. You know, there's a lot of expectation, you know, that that we that we put on players, you know, that come through the academy. You know, naturally, mm-hmm. it comes from a good place. We all we all want them to do well, but you know, it's good that he got 70 minutes. You know, and really, he played well, and you can argue. It, are you going to may well start in the next game? And I think we all want to see that. So, look, I'm, I'm really pleased for him. He's, he's had to be patient. Um, and, and I think, you know, he, he must be feeling pretty well pleased with himself today because, you know, I, I think he did really well. 
Yeah, good. Thank you, Greg. That's great. And and Lindsay, would you start Raksaki in the next game if we've got the similar injury crisis that we have at the moment? Yeah, I would. I mean, I I actually was quite shocked he didn't go off on loan to a championship side for this season. Mm. I thought that, you know, might have been what the club decided to do because it's a massive leap, isn't it, you know? Yeah. Um, but I was really impressed with him. And I just think for him, everyone wants him to do well. I mean, we all want our Palace players to do well, don't we? But everyone was behind him yesterday. And I'm just thinking, gosh, when he actually scores his first goal, it's going to be amazing. Because, yeah, I I think he did really well, bless him. Yeah, he did. And, and he's and glad he... to be back. He's Because I, I did speak to him a few weeks ago before the game. And I said, "Are you good? Are you um, are you glad to be back?" And he was like, "Yeah, I'm home. It's it's good." So, yeah. Get you, get you name dropping. I love that. You spoke to me before the game. The other day. I, I bet he said, "Can I have a selfie with you, Lindsay?" Didn't he? He probably said oh, that. Oh no, he? I wish. <laughs> Very good. Okay, I, I do like it when he sat the lad down, though. You know, he he. he um, he sat him down, didn't he? The fullback, you know, the guy. He was, and it was just the final ball wasn't quite there, but it was brilliant. That and that clip itself. I wish we had a clip to to play that. You know, have we got a clip, Nigel, on that? No, we haven't. No, um, but it would be great to see that. Um, good, Tim. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep talking, but if you want to come in, you can try and come in. But was that echo still there? Um, and we'll we'll try it again a little bit later on. But move your phone well away from your laptop or something like that. I thought the Brazilian centre-back for mm. uh, Forrest, he had that mazy run, didn't he? Number 40. Murillo. I mean, what's his name? Murillo. Murillo. Is this the way to Amarillo? Yeah, <laughs> I think I think Gary Lineker did that one on the match of the day. But um, but he was it was an incredible run, wasn't it? And Gay, he had a similar run, but not quite as effective in the second half. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think Palace players were just sort of standing back. They didn't want to touch him for fear of him going over especially once he got in the box. But there was a double save by Sam Johnson then. Admittedly, it was right at him. The save was relatively straightforward. It was but... almost one of those, uh, you know, Palace worldies that the opposition score against us. Uh, to be honest, I was just waiting for it to, to smash the net, you know. Yes. And, it, in, in, and I know it sounds really bad, but in the end, if it had gone in, you, it's hard to feel disappointed when if a guy scores a goal like that. You're just like, you know. Yeah. I always think of that Kasami goal for Fulham. That's the, the probably the best goal I've ever seen against us. I'll never yeah. forget that. I just remember that sitting four in the stands. One. The 4-1? Yeah, 3 or 4-1. Yeah, dreadful yeah. match. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it yeah. always seems to be home to Fulham. But yeah, that, that yeah. ran through my mind. Flashbacks. Mm, indeed, indeed. Okay. Um, uh, Mark Callaghan says, is is Tim um, going to upset Simon Jordan um, again this week? Well, Simon Jordan requested that Tim comes back on, which is why he's here. He's got rubbish connection. But Simon Jordan said, I want to hear Tim on red and blue review again so um isn't that right tim i can't comment on that i'm afraid <laughs> no echo there you're back with us well, make do you want to try the second half see if we see make, make, make your up. mind up yeah, well make your mind up you do like we'll have simon on the show you can battle it out here uh brilliant yeah he, he did so, ask to come on but i said we had certain standards so you know there we go um <laughs> So, yeah, the second half, um, basically, I think they must have had a dressing down uh, at half time because it wasn't brilliant, but I'd definitely say it was a step forward on the first half. Uh, we have Mitchell actually passing the ball forward, um, who I thought did really well in the second half. The two players I wanted to talk about really was Klein and Riederwald. I'm so disappointed for Gyro because he's waited for his, his moment for so long, but you could see that he just hasn't had the minutes playing. I thought he, he didn't have a good game. He was trying, but you can see, you know, no excuse for Klein, but Gyro especially, I think you can see he was just a second behind everything. And it's not his fault. He's just not had the game the game time. Going back to Ragsaki, Lindsay, he was supposed to go on loan this season, but with the lack of depth in squad, the loan he had lined up was actually stopped because they couldn't afford for him not to be there in case he was needed. And as it's turned out, I know we're talking about it later, um, just as well he wasn't. Mm. Um, getting back to the game, second half was better. And Mitchell, 
Um, there weren't too many highlights, but he played a peach of a ball for, uh, through for Edouard, who then put it across for Mateta, who just fluffed his lines. And I thought last week Mateta had a really good all-round game for us, but yesterday I thought he reverted. He, he just showed that, unfortunately, I just don't think he's Premier League. He doesn't have the consistency um, that a Premier League striker needs for such a big guy. He's just thrown off the ball so easily. He, he can't really. The odd time he does control it, he doesn't seem to know what to do with it. He kind of looked around and not up to it. But the second half was, was better than the first. But still, Johnson kept us in it. He made a couple of really good saves. Um, we had some chances. Um, but again, I'd like to. I, I just want to talk about Richards. Great name, superb name, and obviously. I think we got a bit of a peach with uh, with Richards. He came on, and he's got his quality. Everything he does, his quality. I'd like to see if we do have the injuries next week. I think Ian and I spoke about it. I'd love to see Richards given a chance at right back if Ward is unavailable, because I think he could play there superbly, and I think he'd do better than Klein. What I don't know yesterday is because of the injuries. Was Roy's instructions to the club or to the team not to attack down the wing, was to keep it tight? Because what is sad is if you yesterday our two most creative players were our centre backs, and I think that sums up the quality of squad that we've got. Um, but then on, oh, we're going to discuss that later, so I won't go into it too much. But yeah, the second half carried on much the same. Forrest came back into it again, as I said, Sam made some good saves. Um, I've kind of flip-flopped a bit yesterday. I was gutted that we didn't win. But I have to say, considering the number of injuries, third consecutive clean sheet, still above United and Chelsea, it could have been a lot worse. Yeah, it definitely could. Um, and as Roy said in his post-match presser, uh, it's a point that we you know, maybe wouldn't have got on another occasion. You know, a point is a point in the Premier League. And it's, you know, with hindsight, given the injury crisis, it was a good point. Really, I think. Um, Lindsay, you've got thoughts on Mateta, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah, I just thought he, <laughs> his touch is quite poor. And I just think that he's unable to finish. Yeah, I mean, I think he can finish, and we prove that in the in the League Cup at Plymouth, of course. You know, he, he proves he well, you know, he, he does know where the goal is. But I'm wondering, you know, if he played for a Championship club, whether we'd all be raving about him now, and he'd be top goal scorer mm. in the Championship, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's his level, um, yeah. or somewhere between the Championship and the Premier League. Um, you know, he, he still has has got to prove uh, to a lot of Crystal Palace people that he's good enough to play in our side. And I think when everyone's fit, he doesn't get in. Let's be clear. I think Edward is better than him in that position. Um, but the chance he had yesterday, let's talk about that because we haven't talked about it yet. Um, Mitchell picks the ball up, going forward to him, as you rightly say. Um, he plays a lovely ball into Edward, who looks up. And in real time, you think, why hasn't Edward taken this on himself? But he's wide of the goal at this point. And he looks and he sees Mateta to his right and he lays it into his path. Uh, and he just lets it run a bit too far. And he has to stretch for it, and it goes just wide of the goal. But it wasn't a bad connection. He wasn't far away. Yeah, can you forgive him for that? Or are you saying that, actually, he needs to hit the target? Why hasn't he bloody scored? Anybody? He's got to, he's got to score. Look, he, yeah, look, he, he looked very awkward. And you're absolutely right in what you're saying. That ball, he just let it. You can see it. It just goes a fraction too far. And at that point, you just knew he wasn't going to score. Um you know, I, I, it makes me think of NFL, you know, when they come on and do the field goal, that player has one job, you know, and Matessa's job is to score. You, you've got to be, you know, you've got to be putting those in the back of the net. You know, arguably Forrest are 2-0 up from their, their efforts in the first half. You know, if, if if it's a different day, you know, and that gets you back into the game. It wasn't, it was 0-0. And, and arguably you could say if Palace would have scored and gone 1-0 up, we would have put 10 players behind the ball and we had a Roy balled it out and won 1-0. So... I just think that's his job. I don't dislike Mateta. I don't. Um, but if I was a centre forward and I was playing Premier League football, you know, you're 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 the aim of the game. I know you've got to do other bits. You've got to find the back of the net. That's it. That's your job. 
Yeah, Paul Grant said he's got the turning speed of a tugboat. Um, <laughs> not quite sure he's that good, actually. No, then I try. Thank you for that comment. Um, uh, that's very good. Um, right, yeah, so, um, yeah, probably our best chance, though, that was. Um, as I said earlier, Gay had a mazy run, um, resulted in a, in a, in a Raksaki sort of half effort in the box. Uh, Mitchell Cross won. Ayu headed over. It was a pace. You know, he couldn't really, he got his head on it, but he went over the bar. And again, if it's on target, it goes in, doesn't it? You know, but it's just just a fraction over. Actually, more than a fraction over. Um, and then up the other end, uh, they had that Montiel. Is he the right back that came on at half time? He had a, he had a really good effort <clears> on goal. That Anderson, he could have gone anywhere, couldn't it? I mean, Sam Johnson had it covered, but we're pinging over the bar. And you've seen them go in the goal, haven't you? You know, it could have gone absolutely anywhere. Um, and then Sam Johnson saved well at the end from the right-hand side, so a cut in. Good shot, um, but one you'd expect him to save. And um, and then finally, Origi, that, um, that well-known um, Liverpool sub from many years ago, he um, he had an effort that was uh, Johnson saved at his feet towards the end. Brave goalkeeping that. Um, really, really good. Um, and it kept it a nil-nil. And do you know what? At the end, I'm saying to Tim and others in front of me, you know, with half an hour to go, will, will we take nil-nil now? And, and and Rich said, didn't he? Rich Furphy said to me, no, no, we're not taking nil-nil yet. We need to win this. And then five minutes from the end, asking the same question, he said, yeah, take it now. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you're just happy with it. You don't lose the game. You know, you don't feel too bad when you've drawn, even if it's a home to Nottingham Forest and it's nil-nil. Um, but there we are. So um, have we got the stats there, um, Nige, for the game? Yeah. Um, somebody else talk us through these. Greg, talk us through these, mate. Okay, yeah. So, look, in, in terms of possession, it's a fairly even game. And, and as you would expect, they would have had more. They've had more shots on target. Uh, as shot, they've had more shots and more shots on target. Um, you know, like I say, that's that's to be expected. Three corners, you know, to seven. It's, it's, it's a bit of a shame. But, yeah, you can you can tell that we, we've, we've really, you know, suffered with our our squad depth here and and you know the side that's out there is is doing the best it can seven to 12 fouls a bit more conservative from us um all, all in all look i don't think the stats really lie and i think we probably look at this game as a game where if if the wind that had blown in the opposite direction for forest of you know the the, the gibbs white efforts gone in that we've lost mm. one or one maybe two nil and and we're probably approaching the show a little bit like yeah we lost because we haven't got a full team out I, i'm trying to be pragmatic about it and exactly what you agree with everything you're saying um look we've we've gone off to old trafford and got got a win and this week we've we haven't beaten forest so I, i'm trying a different approach to, to how i come on the show these days with with I don't expect to beat anyone, no matter the team, because we could we might get rolled over by Luton or Burnley. No disrespect to those sides, but that could happen. But we've gone to Old Trafford and won. You know, it doesn't happen that much or very often. So, you know, I, I understand why we might be a little bit like jaded that we haven't rolled over a, a fairly newly promoted Nottingham Forest team. You know, a, a game that you normally would bill as a you think you would win. I don't think like that now. I've changed it. I take each game as it goes. And whatever squad, whatever team we put out, you know, obviously we we, we should be playing to win the match. And and I and I think of it more of like a like a you know as a probability thing rather than the opposition. So I look at the result and I go, We didn't lose four yeah. points in two games, we're ninth in the league. It's still halcyon days being a Palace fan. Absolutely, absolutely. And Ferg, um, Fergus is watching. Thanks, Ferg, uh, for watching. Uh, if we'd drawn at United and won yesterday, we would have all been really happy with the four points, wouldn't we? You know, so um, there we are. And, you know, last week at Old Trafford, we were hanging on at the end. There's no doubt about it. They did to us what they did to Brentford yesterday, albeit the difference was, you know, they managed to get those goals yesterday, United. Anyway, this isn't a pod about United. It's about Palace. So I'm not going to talk about that anymore. Um, yeah, Um Lindsay, anything else you want to say about the game yesterday? Um, no, just I think Johnstone was incredible. Johnson, Johnson, your man of the match. Your man of the match. Yeah, definitely. Say? And I just, I, I think he's the best English goalkeeper at the moment. If I'm honest, I think you know, I think he beats Pickford, but 
And I have, it's better than Ramsdale because Ramsdale can't even get any Arsenal team. So, yeah, I mean, uh, um, it's interesting, isn't it? There, But I think, you know, when it comes to England, that Gareth Southgate doesn't make many changes as he'll, he'll stick with Pickford, I suspect. But, uh, but and, and, it, and, I, and I can't get too upset about that at the moment. Why? Because it means if he doesn't play, he doesn't get injured. You know, so. Very true. It's, it's awful that we're going into the international break thinking like that. But um, we, I think we've, we've got to somehow. Um, one other thing that happened yesterday. Yeah, we'll come to that in a minute, um, Nige. Um, one other thing that happened yesterday uh, was um, early in the week. It was Jim Cannon's 70th birthday. And regular viewers of the show will know that Jim comes on here on a, on a regular basis. So we wished him happy birthday. Nick said he spoke to him and he sounded a bit pissed when he spoke to him or something like that. But uh, he was on the pitch at half time yesterday. Um, uh, Chris Grierson interviewed him. It was a great moment for him. He had his grandson with him. It was lovely to see. And, um, yeah, one of the highlights for me yesterday was seeing Jim on the pitch at half-time being applauded by the whole ground, you know. So he is an absolute Palace legend. So that was really, really nice to see. So before we get into that international stuff, Nige, um, I just want to talk about the injury crisis. So we've touched on it. We've talked about it. That's the list. We nicked that off someone else's Twitter to save us typing it out again, you know. But... um, the Kure hamstring we've talked about, it happened in the last training session. Eze's hamstring sort of arguably happened last week. You know, would it have happened if he hadn't played, you know, more than a game last week against United? He came off the bench in the League Cup tie that was already gone. At least says a long-term thing. Lerma seems to be out for longer than we would have liked. Tomkins, well, he was he was he not on the bench yesterday, Tomkins? Yeah, I think, yes, yeah. he was. Yeah. Um, and, and Amada. Now, someone said they spoke to Amada. Um, was it was it Azza spoke to Amada a couple of weeks ago? He said, I'll be back in a couple of weeks. So um, that one hasn't worked out. Edouard did come back. Uh, Wardy's groin. Uh, Franza, we've not even seen yet, so we don't count him. Riedevel played and then went off injured. Henderson, well, that was a bit of a disaster up at Old Trafford in the League Cup. And the others are two kids. So you know, is it as bad as people are making out this injury list? And are we doing anything wrong in training? Discuss. Tim, what are your thoughts? I've, I pulled my hamstring at school many years ago, um, so I know what it's like. Something's not right. To get that many injuries of that type, um, they're professional sportsmen. They're supposed to warm up. Who knows? I, I'm not a doctor. But it just something doesn't seem quite right that this many of the same type of strain injury, something something isn't right there. Yeah, uh, you'd think so, wouldn't you? And it, it's it's bizarre. Um, I think this break clearly has come at a good time for us, you know, because we we don't want to be playing anytime soon, do we? We want to get people back again. Um, Lindsay, have you have you well, you've been supporting Palace a long time? Do, do you do you? Do you remember a situation like this before when we've had so many injuries? I personally don't. Um, and I was chatting to a couple of people at the game yesterday and they were of the same opinion. I mean, these injuries have, happen- have, have happened. We had Vieira. They didn't seem to be, from my recollection, even though I've got a bad memory, that many injuries during that period. But then if you think back to Roy, if I remember, there were a few then as well. I mean, it's worrying, isn't it? I mean, and everybody is thinking it. What on earth is going on? Like, mm. it's just bizarre. Yeah, it, it is bizarre. Someone said, where's Nathan Ferguson? He's got his own list. He's just always injured, so we don't bother mentioning him anymore. Um, but um, you never know. He might be back at some point. Um, Greg, your thoughts? Same question to you. Do, do you remember a situation quite as bad as this? No, I, I don't, if I'm honest. No. Um, I think looking at the list, the bit that sticks out is is obviously the hamstring injury. That You know, you've got to look at the correlation of all the different types of injury and understand why the hamstring injury is the one that's happening. You know, you know for, for all of the um, sports data that they collect and analyze now i'd be surprised if they didn't have some type of uh you know catalog of, of injuries that are occurring in in what kind of training session that if if they don't then i feel that 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 needs addressing because there was mm. what six six seven hamstring injuries to players there i don't know how long it takes to recover from a hamstring i've got no idea but um mm. for me that's that's a worry 
that it's this many of the same injury. One of them was a knock. I think Reedaval was a knock. Tompkins, yeah. and without no disrespect, you know, some players are a bit older. Tompkins is one of the older players, so you do kind of expect that to happen um, to, to those guys. But um, yeah, it is a bit of a worry. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't really remember a time when it, when, when we we've had so many injuries. Um, may, maybe it's just it's highlighted because of the lack of of, of squad depth. You know, yeah. May, yeah. maybe we've had bigger squads in the past. Um, I think actually, I think the only time I can really hark back to it, I think, is when Wamba Saka got his chance. There was a, a moment there, wasn't it? That that was really probably the last. But this this seems to be far worse than I can remember. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, come in, Lindsay. Come in, yeah. And like, just asking your opinion as well. Do you also think we leave subs really late in the game? I think one of the issues is that the the squad is 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 so thin, thin. really. And you know, even when everyone's fit, you've got 11, 12, 13 maybe players that you think actually I'd be really comfy with them playing in yeah. the side, and then the rest of them. You're thinking actually they're they're okay, but they're they're not quite at it. Like people like Reid um, you know, um, help me out here. Maybe Tomkins, you know, people like that. And and they don't get minutes. They simply don't get minutes. Whereas at other clubs, you know, I'm watching uh, even Fulham yesterday or match of the day. I know they're only playing Sheffield United at home, but they make a triple substitution, which changes the game for them. You know, but the I can't thing, yeah. remember us doing that, Tim. Yeah, but two things concern me. That the first one being, we're reaching this situation, and it's only just into October. The yeah. pitches, the pitches are still great. There's not the waterlogged pitches. There's not the weeks where you're playing multiple games. Which is gonna, right now. Hmm. Yeah, which is going to come around Christmas. Now, if we're in this position now, the trouble is with especially with hamstring groins. Once they go, if you don't give them enough time to heal properly. They're going to keep going, and when they go, they'll go worse. Mm. So that's what concerns me. The other thing with Roy is, do you think that perhaps he's too set on his ways in that he knows who he trusts and he sticks with them? Hence, keeping Klein and not giving Richards a chance at right back, who I think would be brilliant. That yeah. might also come back in notice. Yeah, I, I his hand is forced now. Yeah, we said before the game yesterday we we couldn't quite believe that that Chris Richards wasn't in the starting eleven. Of course, he's a centre back. But um, I think he's played right back for the USA. I can't. I haven't watched Klein yesterday. I can't believe he'd do a worse job. To be honest with you, I, I would. I would play him at right back next game for sure. Um, Real panel says we had the lowest distance running stats in the division under Vieira, so the players are probably not used to uh, and getting injured uh, due to running more. Maybe Paul. I don't know. Um, it's uh, it's just one of those things. Uh, I think the the club medical staff have clearly got to take a good look at themselves, and and they've got to work overtime and 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 work their magic to get some of these players back um, and fit and competing again uh, to play Premier League um, competitive football for sure. Um, let's uh, let's move on, if we may. Um, I just want to, we as tradition has it on this show, we do talk about other teams at Crystal Palace. Um, and I just need to find my right uh, notes from Nigel here. No, that's not that one. Uh, as you can say, this is slick and um, really well rehearsed. So, yeah, so here we go. Um, first of all, um, the under-18s. Um, they've had no match since the last show. Uh, their next game is against Newcastle United um, away on Saturday morning, the 21st of October. I expect you'll be going to that one, Nigel, won't you? Um, if you could, up in your neck of the woods. Um, and the under-21s, um, they've had no match since the last game. And their next game is the Premier League International Cup. And that sounds good, doesn't it? Premier League International Cup um, against Monaco under-21s on Tuesday, the 24th of October. And that's at the uh, VBS Community Stadium. That's Sutton United, I think, isn't it? Um, am I right in saying that? Someone yeah. nod. Yeah. So you're going to that academy game, Nige? Well, you can come too. It's the same day as the first thing of playing. Oh, is it? Of course it is. Yeah. Well, I won't be up there, but I'll be on the train. But I'm not sure if you can get in to see the under 18s. Oh, that's true. You probably can't, can you? I, I just should, I should do a little bit of uh, 
investigation and let you yeah, know. Yeah, you do that. You do that. You do that. I remember once um, when John Salarco was um, doing the under 16s, they had under 16s in those days when Pardew was manager mm-hmm. and Salarco was under 16 coach. And he said to me and my mate Charlie, he said, uh, come down and um, come down and watch them. So I said, okay. So we went down to Beckenham and we 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 rocked up and we went in and and John greeted us and he you know he said, oh well you know I can't spend any time with you because I've got to you know do the team talk and everything. So he went off and did that and he was on the sidelines and he was shouting them on and I said to my mate, I said, come on, let's go and have a talk to him. Let's wander down the touchline. This FA official got really aggressive towards us. He said, you can't come this far. He started blowing his whistle at us and telling us to get back, and we weren't allowed to go anywhere near the technical area. It was quite amusing. It was an under-16s game. There we are. Um, And the other um, bit of news for um, uh, other teams at the club is that the women play today. Um, They won away 4-0 at Blackburn Rovers. There they are in the black kit. Brilliant. Uh, Ewood Park, they played at the home of Blackburn Rovers, won 4-0. Congratulations, uh, ladies. Well done. And their next game is in our neck, my neck of the woods, down in Sussex. Um, they're playing Lewis women on Wednesday night in the WSL Cup, at the dripping pan. So I might just get down to watch that one on, uh, on Wednesday night. So that's news about the other teams. Um, Lindsay, we want to talk about the DSA. Um, you because you do a, such a great job for the Disabled Supporters Association. We're really gr- glad to have you on the show. Um, you bring a lot more to it than just talking about DSA, of course, because you've done that already. But but tell us what's going on with you guys and, and what's happening. Yes, yeah, so um, the DSA, for anyone that doesn't know, is the Disabled Supporters Association. And what we are here for is... Um, so we, you join um, and we have our committee and we basically work with the disabled supporters and their carers to help them get the best match day experience. Um, it's very rewarding. Um, my fellow committee members are amazing um, and we, we enjoy it. We have a good, we have a good time. Um, I just wanted to tell you a little bit about a couple of associates that we've actually um, we've actually made. So we've got Simpal, um, which was set up by Chris Lewis, who is a Palace fan. Um, he initially set it up to help cancer patients who um, were struggling with the finances of mobile phone costs and Wi-Fi. Um, and then COVID hit and... Um, it became really evident that families were struggling um, with digital poverty. So he kind of opened up the doors and helped a lot of families. Um, a lot of children weren't able to do schoolwork, etc. So he provides them with phones um, and Wi-Fi. So, yeah, so we've kind of been working with him to, to promote him and his charity um we were lucky enough and happy to present them with a check ian you were with us at our last social um which was amazing um they use secondhand phones so if you've anyone's got a smartphone that they no longer use if you want to get in contact with chris at your sim sim pal or the dsa um and we'll advise you what you can do with it but we're also going to be holding a phone drop at Selhurst at some point this season. So look out for that. Um, and the other one is uh, Iggy's Fund. Now, Iggy's Fund was set up by ex-Kent and England cricketer Alan Igwalston. Um, It's actually his, would have been his 59th birthday today, actually. Um, yeah, so it was set up by his brother, Kevin and um, his family after Alan sadly passed away in November 21. Um, he was diagnosed, I think it was 99, in, back in 1999 with a brain tumour. And through that, he raised a phenomenal amount of money for the brain tumour charity. I think it was about £400,000. Um, so, yeah, so the... After he died, they decided to set up Iggy's Fund, um, which the money that they raise 
from that goes towards worthy causes that the trustees, um, you know, decide on. Things like specialist equipment for research, fine uh, or funding a medical student or the young sports person. Um, things that would hopefully change someone's life. Um, John Salaka is actually one of the patrons or, yeah, patrons. And Phil Tufnell, who is actually one of Alan's best friends and his wife, Dawn. Um, so they have golf days and things like that. So we're really, really pleased to be sort of working alongside them. They've Brilliant. got a golf day next week, which I'm going to go to. But yeah, they're both phenomenal charities and, and you know, look them up because they really deserve help and, and recognition because they are great. Brilliant. Thanks, Lindsay. Uh, is there space on the golf day if anyone's watching and they play golf? Do you know golf? what? I, that, I, I, I don't know. I can't okay. answer that. But... Okay. All right, not to worry. Uh, maybe I'm just you can... going for the food, Ian. <laughs> you don't, don't play golf. You just go you know, in the nineteenth yeah. hole. You have a yeah. few beers in the nineteenth hole. Okay, yeah. yeah. So if if uh, well, maybe you could um, let Nick know or someone about the golf day, and we could put it on our social media if anyone wants to join it. If there if there's vacancies, it might not be, but if there is, we can tell people about it, and then they can join in if they want to. Um, that's yeah. really good. Um, and go on. And the the well, the last thing is that, um, yes, this. So we were lucky enough, um, the club actually gave us um, a worn and signed boot that belonged to Joel. Um, so we're going to be holding a silent auction. Um, bids are going to be starting from £250. Um and to do that, you just need to e email your name, your contact number and your bid. And with your bid, I suggest you you put in an unusual amount, you know, sort of like 373 or, or what have you, because it's it will work out better. <laughs> More people, you know, going for the same amount. That's going to be a bit. Um, yeah, so it comes. So here it is. There it is. It's signed, look, by Joel Ward. Yeah. And uh, we established pre-show that it's his left boot. Now, don't let that put you off, guys. Don't let that put you off, all right? Yeah, so it comes in an amazing, you won't can't see it, it comes in an amazing box. It's got an authentic, authentic I knew I wouldn't be able to say it when we were on air. I was practising earlier. Um, authenticity. Authenticity. <laughs> Easy for you to say, yeah. Certificate. Um, and also, I've got a photo of him actually holding the boot. So, yeah, we're hoping to raise some money um, to do some good things with. So, yeah, please, please bid. <laughs> there we go. Thanks, Lindsay. So there you go. Info at cpfcdsa.org is the email to, to send it to with your name, uh, your contact number and your bid, an unusual amount. And you can see the uh, classic box there with the Palace logo, and you get a picture. Do, you, do they get the picture as well of Joel holding yeah, the, the Yeah, the picture to prove that, obviously. Yeah, that, yeah. That he once wore it on his left foot playing for Crystal Palace. Yeah. That's good. We could start yeah. something here because I quite liked, liked, I think it was I who had pink boots on the other day. I quite liked them. I thought maybe we'd get his next, you know, have a word with them. Um, if he, especially if this does well, you know, you'll, you'll want to go for more boots of different colours and signed. It could be a, a new thing. Um, so, guys, get your bids in uh, for that. That's brilliant. Lindsay, you guys do a tremendous job, Nick said in the chat, um, and it's really good to have you here tonight. Uh, and you'll come back another time. I know you will. And while Thank we're talking you. about charity, I just want to touch on this. We had Yasmin on the show after the Villa away game, do you remember? And she came on and told us all about her training for the Marathon March. Well, that's next Saturday now, guys. It's uh, nearly with us, the Marathon March, on Saturday the 14th of October. And Yasmin has been working really hard. She went to the League Cup tie up in Manchester on the Tuesday night. Went to both games up there, actually. Um, so she's a proper Palace fan. And she walked the canal path there and back a few times as part of her training. Um, and uh, so she's, she's doing really, really well. Uh, so if you want to give to her um, Just Giving page, it's going across the bottom of the screen now justgiving.com stroke fundraising stroke yasmin hyphen broom one and um, we'll put that in the chat as well yasmin's watching the show tonight so yes 
all the very best to you for next Saturday. You're gonna, you've got this, all right? You're really going to smash it. We know you are. Good. So oh. we're going to move on. Lindsay, sorry. Yeah, sorry, on. One, sorry. Kevin, Alan's, Alan's brother just actually messaged me. It is the wrong um, website. The actual website is www.iggy's fund with the f-u-n or in capitals d.com okay Sorry. can we get that in the chat someone perhaps someone could put that in the chat for us so we can uh, we can know where to go to for that brilliant okay good so um i just want to touch on loan watch now um, thank goodness uh jizz Raksaki is not out on loan um but these players are out on loan um, David Boateng uh, is at Dundee. Uh, his match was postponed. To guess what, Tim? To a waterlogged pitch. All right. Who knew? Who knew these things still happened? Obviously, the pitches in Scotland. I suppose they have more rain in Scotland, don't they? Um, Killian Phillips played the first 66 minutes for Wickham in a 4-1 away win at Fleetwood Town. Owen Goodman, of course, played the full 90 for Colchester. Unfortunately, he was on the wrong end of a 3-1 defeat to Morecambe. Kofi Barmer played a full 90 for Port Vale. He was booked in the 57th minute in a 2-0 away defeat at the leaders Portsmouth. Uh, John Kamani Gordon and Cambridge United did not play until Monday night away at Burton. Um, is that on Sky? It probably is, isn't it? Um, they often have these lower league teams when it's an international break on a Monday night on Sky. Uh, Luke Plange came on, crikey, came on the 89th minute for Carlisle. What's the point of that? Um, and no news yet on Scott Banks um, out in Germany. I do wonder about these lone players um, that, that aren't that can't even get in the team. What, why are they even there? You know, um, wouldn't they be better off dropping down another level and playing every week? You know, that's the whole point. Um, if someone knows better than me, then 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 do tell me about that. So um, we've got the international break coming up. We've touched on this already, um, and uh, we've got some players out on. Uh, international duty, of course. And we've got those coming up on the screen. There we are. So two in the England squad, Johnston, we've talked about him, and Mark Gahey. Um, and Anderson is obviously with 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 um, Denmark. Nearly got that wrong. Uh, Richards with the USA. Ayu is with Ghana. And Czech de Cure with Mali. But I can't imagine that Czech de Cure is going to go out and play football if he's injured at the moment. So maybe ignore that last one. Um, but we really hope, and fingers crossed, everything crossed, that these, these lads come back unscathed from international duty. And Paul Bristow has just confirmed that Burton against Cambridge is indeed on Sky tomorrow evening. Good. So one thing we talk about, we've talked about before on this show, but we haven't talked about it much recently is the Super Six. I've had my worst week in living memory on Super Six. I scored two points, guys. Two points for getting a, a result right. Um, Man United robbed me because I had them as one all. And, uh, of course, they won 2-1 in the 97th minute. But look at that. My old mate Paul Gear is top of the tree on 116 points. Well done, real panel. Uh, can you see your name on there? It's a bit light, so just take a moment to see if you can see yourself. Anyone else we know on there? Jason Cadle is on there. Tom's Clock Samuel is on there. Um, oh, Nick Philpot, flipping heck. I didn't know you knew about football, Nick. That's amazing. Um, yeah, so that's the top of the tree for Super 6. And um, I also said to producer guy Nigel that we would talk about the um, league in FPL, and I'm just going to see if it's updated. Um, Lindsay does FPL and she's not in our league, so she's going to join it. So I just need to find the right page here. Um, looks like it's been updated. No, it hasn't. It still hasn't been updated. Rubbish. They, they take too long to update the leagues in FPL. But the guy that was top of our um, Red and Blue Review League um, was a guy called Tony Jennings. Is he watching? Does Tony watch the show? Tony, are you on here? If you are, tell us. And his team is called, get this, they're top out of 150-odd teams in our mini-league. Back, crack, rack, secky. That's what his team's called. Love the name. You deserve to be top just for the name alone, mate. Well done. And um, blimey, Paul Gear, you're in the top 10 for that as well. You're too good. You know too much about football, my friend. 
Um, that's good. So what's up next for Crystal Palace? Of course, we've got the international break coming up, but we've got games coming up after that. Um, on Saturday, the 21st of October, we go to the northeast for an away Premier League tie on a Saturday at three o'clock at St. James's Park. And I will be there and look forward to seeing Nigel, our producer guy, in the away end. Um, followed by um, Tottenham Hotspur at home at Sellers Park under the lights for Friday night football. I don't know about you, but I don't like Friday night football. Who invented that? Ridiculous. So you've got nothing to do all weekend, um, apart from look at other results. Um, followed by uh, the following Saturday, we're away, another long away trip to Burnley. Uh, missed going to Burnley last season, so I'm looking forward to that one as well. It's always a good away day up there in Burnley. Um, then Everton and the visitors um, to Selhurst. We're looking for a spare ticket for uh, Lucy for that one. If anyone's got a spare um, for the Everton game, Lucy um, would like to go to that one. Uh, so we're looking for a spare ticket. Um, and then we've got Luton away. And that now when the fixture list came out, we thought, oh, this is one that you look for, wasn't it? Luton away in the Premier League. I think we'll have about a thousand tickets, eleven hundred, something like that. So it's going to be they're going to be like gold dust. Um, and then we're away to West Ham the following weekend, which it says the 2nd of December there, but they haven't done the TV fixtures. And I'm pretty sure West Ham play on the Thursday night before that. So I'm pretty sure that game will be moved to Sunday the 3rd. So prediction time, guys. How are we going to get on at Newcastle in our next league game? I'm going to come to Tim first and then to Craig and then to Lindsay. So, Tim, what's the score going to be at St. James's Park? Depending on injuries, 3-1 Newcastle. 3-1 to Newcastle. Oh, dear. Okay. Greg? Yeah, I think we're going to be given a red right hand there. Um, I really don't want to say 4-0. I think that might, that might be a bit unkind on yesterday's performance. Uh, I'm not expecting a win. I'll, I'll probably think 3-0 to Newcastle. Okay. Uh, Lindsay, what are your thoughts? Oh, I'm going to be really boring. I, when when Tim said 3-1, that's exactly what I was going to go with, 3-1. Okay. okay. <laughs> I, I can't predict. I can't predict a Palace um, defeat up there. Um, all kinds of scores are going through in the chat. Lots of 3-0s. Um, a nil-nil, Jason Cadle. Do you know what? I went to two nil-nils and a one-nil defeat in 2022, the whole of the calendar year. It was ridiculous. Three visits to St. James's Park. Two of them were midweek as well, and we didn't even see a goal. Um, I'm going to go for a, a cheeky one-all draw. That's what I'm going to go for. Um, Andros Townsend to score our goal? Andros Townsend, he doesn't play for us anymore. And he, oh. he's, he's not going to... Well, surely we're not going to get Andros Townsend back, are we? Are we? Would you take Andros Townsend back, Linz? Um, No, but I'd love to see Yannick Bellassi come back. Would you? He's yeah. about 36. He's getting on a bit. Yannick Bellassi? I know, but I I just like him. Yeah, our current, in our current injury climate, you know. Yeah. Yeah, well, you've got a point there, but I just don't think he's going to bring these older players back. He's against our... I'd rather him play the kids, to be honest with you. And, um, and apparently Townsend's on trial at Luton. I've heard. So, you know, along with Ross Barkley, they've got all the old all the old codgers that can't get into the other team. Um <laughs> would you take him back, um Greg? No, Can no. Anyone else about No, no. I, I know we took Wilf back. That's that's a different set of circumstances. I, yeah. I think once once a player's gone and it's once it's been a few years, you know, under the bridge, I, I nah. I, for me it I feel similarly about ex-players becoming managers as well. I feel like it's the best person for the job and it's the best player for the position, whoever yeah. that may be. So I don't hold any sort of sentimentality to it, no. So, no, I think Palace should focus their attention elsewhere. George knows. George Wagu knows. No to Townsend, no to Balassi. Uh, George, as uh, famous for his uh, um, letting me out of the wrong entrance of the fan zone once. So thanks, George, for that <laughs> a while ago. <laughs> Crazy. Um, guys, um, some really good things going through the chat there. We're coming to the end of this show. We've been going for an hour. Can you believe we've been speaking for a whole hour? It's, it's it ridiculous. too it? quick. I know. And, and Tim, you're, 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 it's working for you now, so all good. So I want to finish on something positive, guys. Um, so uh, Tim first, then Greg, then Lindsay. Uh, a positive thought from you going into the international break. Tim Richards. 
three clean sheets. Only United and City have uh, let um, um, fewer goals in. Actually, it's Arsenal and, and City. Oh, they are. Far off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good thinking, Greg. Two Palace players in the England team and regularly getting in the England team. When yeah. were we able to say that? Oh, absolutely, and it would be three, wouldn't it, if uh, Eze wasn't injured? You know, absolutely. Yeah, good, Lindsay. Mine is just that we've got Super Sam Johnson in goal. <laughs> I love that. Good <laughs> guys, we're going to be back. We're going to be back in a fortnight from now. Uh, we'll return on Sunday, the twenty second of October, after we've been up to St James's Park for that league game. Um, I've been Ian Noble. Thank you so much for joining us on this edition of the Red and Blue Review. Good night, everyone. Good night. Cue music. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.